Just in and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. Start clean with Clorox. Because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. <laughs> well... Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface. Through 25 seasons, hey! 4,561 episodes, I believe The Oprah Winfrey Show was one of the greatest classrooms in the world. I really never thought of it that way. The aha moments, the breakthroughs, the connections... The occasional ugly cry. I miss him so terribly. I miss him every single minute. The LOLs. The moments that mattered. The eye-opening life lessons. Never allow them to take you somewhere else. I'm bringing them back. It's time to open the vault. I've personally chosen these classic episodes to share with you again. Every single person you ever will meet shares that common desire. They want to know. Do you see me? Do you hear me? Does what I say mean anything to you? You are listening to The Oprah Winfrey Show, the podcast. An exclusive on location in prison with Clara Harris. Now for the first time, she reveals her side of the story. Okay, we have to go back to that, Claire. The video, the Mercedes, the girlfriend, the deadly affair. Guilty of murder. You saw him holding her hand, you flew across the room, and you did what? The Texas dentist who ran over and killed her cheating husband. The daughter who was inside the car, what she has to say. Behind the shocking headlines. Clara King. No, no, tell me what he said. You just might be surprised. An exclusive. It was the videotape seen around the world. A scorned wife runs over her cheating husband with her Mercedes in a hotel parking lot, killing him. The debate raged throughout the country. Was it cold-blooded murder or a justified crime of passion? Unless you've been cheated on, you have no idea what that does to a person's mind. Why on earth do we accept the idea that a person who is capable of slaughtering a man is this perfect wife who was betrayed? Who was the woman behind the wheel and what drove this loving wife and mother to the brink? Clara Harris was born in Columbia, South America. In her 20s, she moved to Houston, Texas, where she built her own American dream. Clara became a successful dentist, even won a beauty contest, but says her greatest achievement was marrying the love of her life, David Harris, a charming, attractive orthodontist. Clara and David launched a booming dental practice together. They had beautiful twin boys, a gorgeous mansion, and what seemed like a loving 10-year marriage. But in an instant, Clara's fairy tale life was shattered. David confessed he was having an affair with his office receptionist. Eight days later, David was dead. He was in an accident. And Clara was charged with first-degree murder. Guilty of murder as charged. The jury found her guilty. 
and Clara was sentenced to 20 years in prison. So for the first time, Clara Harris is telling her side of the story. She says it's what the prosecutors and the media did not want you to hear. You get to be the judge. Clara Harris, a vicious murderer or a deceived wife who snapped. For the past two years, she's been locked up in uh, maximum security at the Mountain View Correctional Center in Gatesville, Texas. That is where I went to see her for this one-on-one -on -one interview. Tell me about the day. What was going on in your life when your husband told you that he was having an affair? The funny thing is that he didn't want to tell me. Uh -huh. The office ladies, his office ladies, had confronted him. They had seen this going on for three months, and they had enough. They said, we cannot keep working with him if he's doing this. You know, they didn't accept the lady that he was with. That lady was Gail Bridges, a 39-year-old divorcee and mother of three. Gail had recently been hired to work as a receptionist in one of David and Clara's dental offices. It was very obvious. Was very Everybody obvious. knew that they were going for But you did not know. I didn't know because we didn't work in the same office. But Diana Sherrill did work in the same office as David and Gail, and she knew about the affair. Sick of the deception, she decides to talk to Clara. And she told me, haven't you noticed that David has changed a lot? And I said, what do you mean? And she told me, well, do you think that he's having an affair? And I got insulted, you know, because David was not that person. David was was a very moral man. So I got upset with her and she told me, I'm so sorry to tell you this. And I said, with whom? And she said, just think about, is there anybody close to him? And then when I said, Gail? She said, maybe. But when I got out of that restaurant, I was mad at her. I you thought she was trying, with her to for trying to destroy my you. marriage. Mm -hmm. Clara goes home upset, but still in denial. That night, she has a troubling conversation with her husband, David. And then suddenly I just look at him and I said, do you love me? And he, he got shocked. So he hesitated for a minute and he said, yes. And I said, oh my gosh, it has never taken you so long to answer. The next morning, it is clear something is terribly wrong with David. And then I said, what's wrong? And he couldn't get the words out. And he said, there is something that I think that you need to know. And I just felt that my heart just dropped. He was holding his hands, and I was telling him, what is it? What is it? Just tell me. Just, just tell me. The but way by this said. time, didn't you know? Didn't you have an idea that this was it? Well, I was, I was still hoping that was not the case. You know, I didn't but know yet the heart pounding and you were, you were you not thinking, He's going to tell me that he's having an no, affair. No, I was, I cannot tell you what, I was still in total denial because, Oprah, you had known David. He was not the type of person that would do but something Clara, like that. But Clara, you were just told the day before. You were just told the day before. So I'm just saying this. I'm speaking for every woman out there who's been through this. Aren't you thinking, oh my goodness, he's going to tell me? Yes. Okay. But I didn't know the extent of it. I guess I was still hopeful that it wasn't something that had gone all the way. Stupid, right? Yes. yes. You're hoping that it hadn't gone all the way. Right. Meaning actual sexual intercourse? Yes. Yeah. Yes. As Clara clings to hope, David begins to confess. So 
you're sitting on the bathtub and he's sitting on the bathtub yes. in the bathroom and he has this look on his face and he's getting ready to tell you so when right. he finally did speak what did he say Clara? He says there is someone I'm unseen and I say whom? And he said it's Gail and I said why? And he said you know I had got to know her she's really a nice lady we have a lot of things in common and I said what kind of relationship you have with her and he says we just talk you know, we just she's somebody that listens to me, you know, that, that um, has um, um, interest in, in my business and what I'm doing. And my first question was, have you kissed her? And he said, yes. And I said, where? And he said, in the hand. And I said, why? He says, I just felt like she's such a nice lady. Mm -hmm. And uh, I said, where had you seen her? And he said, well, we're going to eat. We go for lunch. I kissed her in the hand? In the hand, he, he told said, me. Mm -hmm. So. Um, did you believe that? Yes. Okay. Yes. I believe him to the last moment, Oprah. Okay. okay let's continue. He um, then said what? They, I asked him, did you love her? And he said, I don't know. And I said, did you love me? And he said, I don't know. Then I got upset. And I said, well, I'm going to help you. And I just went into the shower. And he said, what are you going to do? And I said, I'm going to see an attorney. And he started hitting the walls. You know, I was in the shower, taking a shower, and he was, I could, I could hear him banging on the walls, and he was like, no, no, I'm not going to divorce you ever. He said, There's, we're never going to get divorced. So he said, I'll do anything for us not to get divorced. And I said, really? And he said, yes. And I said, okay, well, I want you to fire her today. I want us to go to marriage counseling. I want you to tell your parents, and I want you to tell the pastor. Clara goes downstairs, angry and confused. David's 16-year-old daughter from a previous marriage, Lindsay, is sitting in the kitchen. And I told her, there is something that you need to know about your dad. And she said, I know already. And I said, what do you know? She said that he's going out with Gail, all the girls in the office. You know. decided in that moment to tell his daughter? Yeah, because she was getting ready to go to the office with us, too. Mm -hmm. You know, she's part of the family, you know, mm -hmm. she was with us only during the summer, but, you know, she, there was always So you had made the decision you were going to tell her and include her in it and that this was not going to be a private matter just between you and your husband? It couldn't be a private, private matter. It couldn't be because... She was coming to the office with so us. So she was coming to the office with you. She was were you going to the, the office, office at that time to confront Gail Bridges? We were going to fire her. You were going to fire I her? I wanted him to fire her. Okay, so what happened? So she said, I know already. And I said, what do you know? And she told me all the girls in the office know. She told me they go for lunch every day. And so this was just more new than what he had just told me. Yeah, so at this moment you know there's more than I kissed her in the hand. Mm, there was lunches every day, that's what Lindsay said. Okay. And that made me upset because that was more than what he said. They're casual, that they just talk. Enraged by what Lindsay has now revealed to her, Clara confronts her husband, David, in the bedroom. He was in the closet, and I went to slap him in the face, and he grabbed my hand. He was an expert on jiu-jitsu, mm -hmm. on manipulation of joints. So he twisted my arm, and he got me, and he threw me in the floor. And when we were on that, I tried to grab him by his hair, which I knew was his weakest point. Lindsay walked in. And, and she screamed at him, stop, leave her alone. Don't, don't you understand that she just found out what you've been doing? And then, you know, he backed up and uh, 
he kept getting dressed and he said, fine, if that's what you want, well, fine. You can all take everything. I'm leaving. I'm leaving you all. And I just couldn't believe his tweets right at the moment, you know. Because this was a man who upstairs in the shower a half hour previously said, I will never leave you. I won't divorce you. What do I have to do? So then you were getting dressed to go to his office to, to his fire Gail Bridges. Yes. Was she fired? Yes. That day? Yes. Okay. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because I got the charcoal mask. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? Uh, hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Oh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. After confirming her growing fears, Clara frantically begins an all-out campaign to save her marriage. First, she takes David to a romantic piano bar. Then I, I told him, you know, I want, I want to know what is it that is so attractive of her, you know, what are the differences that you find between her and me that, that is so attractive for you. There was a point where you were writing on a napkin where he was telling you that oh, you were... We were having a drink and I got the napkins and then I started writing and we started talking about general things, you know, and then physical things and, you know... Tell me what he said, Claire. It's so... It's so horrible and it's so pathetic and it's so pitiful and I know that every time I talk about these women hate their own husbands for things like that and I just, I just Clara, don't want that to be said. the case. No, no, tell me what he said. Well, uh, he told me that, that she was uh, petite, that she had zero fat. Zero fat. Yes, which was something that he admired very much. The next comparison is devastating. According to Clara, not only does David admit to having sex with his mistress, but the sex, he says, is a fantasy come true. He had told me, you know, how she, her cheerleader business was really good, you know, and, and uh, I also competed on that fact, you know. She had given him even a schedule that it was 9 o'clock and 2 o'clock and 6 o'clock in the morning. Well, I doubled that to prove him that I could be that and more. Okay, we have to go back to that, Claire. Okay. So he said that she was more sexually active than yes. you were. Yes. And she had a schedule for sex, yes. is that correct? Yes. Nine o'clock? At nine, two o'clock, and six o'clock in the morning. And so then you decided that you could, you could double that? Yeah, and, and that, I did it. And you did? Yes. Okay. How is it that he was able to be with her at nine and two and six in the morning? They spend the weekend in our lake house on Father's Day weekend. And where did you think he was? I knew he was in the lake house, but he had told me that he wanted to be by himself so he could oh. read and do all these business And she was plans. at the lake house with him? Yes. Okay, and you thought he was there reading? That was a Friday and Saturday. Sunday was Father's Day, and I was preparing the dinner for him and for his father and his brother. And he was having sex with her? Desperate to get her husband David back, Clara takes extreme measures. 
Okay, so during the time of July 16th, you made the decision, I'm going to have sex double the time. Whatever yes. she's doing, I can do it double. Yes. I had a one-year membership with the 24-hour fitness, and I had a one-year membership with the tanning salon, and I was going to get my hair done every day and my nails done every day, and I was going to the mall to get all the sexy clothes that I could see around. And this did you is put a frenzy. A, did you put, you were in a frenzy yes. to change yourself yes. for him. You were yes. in a frenzy yes. during this week, from July 16th to July 24th. Yes. Is it also true that you put down a deposit for plastic surgery? Yeah. Yeah. And Next door to, to, my to my husband's office, there was a plastic surgeon. And as soon as we fired Gail, I went out and I got in that office and, and we got a schedule for August the 7th, a breast augmentation, a liposuction of all my front and my legs all the way down to my knees. I wrote the check right away and paid them. For August 7th? For August 7th. That was mm -hmm. the date of the surgery. In order to devote herself entirely to David, Clara makes one more stunning sacrifice. There was that day after we fired Gail, I called the office and I told them, I am retiring today. You're never going to see me again. I'm wow. going to dedicate myself to my family. Wow. My husband needs me. I told the nanny, and it, her mother was there also during that week. I told him, I want you to take care of my children because I have a duty to bring my husband back to us. Clara Harris seemed to have it all. A handsome husband, beautiful children, a successful career, a luxurious life. But beneath the surface, there were secrets, lies, and another woman. In a jealous rage, Clara murdered her cheating husband by running him over with her Mercedes. Remember that infamous videotape? For the first time, Clara Harris is telling her side of the story, speaking out from the Texas prison where she is serving a 20-year sentence. That's where I went to talk to her. She told me that just days after confessing his affair, her husband David agreed to break it off with his mistress, Gail Bridges. He said, I need to finish this relationship. And I said, I understand that. I said, you can call her and finish that over the phone. He says, no, I had to do that personally. I said, okay. I said, but you had to do that in a place where I can see that both of you are in. According to Clara, David arranges to meet Gail at a local restaurant. I said, I'll be in the parking lot, and as long as I can see your car and her car, you can talk to her as many hours as you want. I said, I'm sorry, but I cannot fully trust you anymore. And he says, I understand that. Okay. So, you know, that was, that was our agreement. As the day of the meeting approaches, Clara says she's extremely stressed and anxious. She leans on David's teenage daughter, Lindsay, for support. Now, Lindsay was my best ally. And uh -huh. She just turned herself into a little investigator. She was so sweet. She was totally on my side. She just couldn't believe that her daddy was doing something like that. So she told me, so, so everything is over. I heard this is, um, I'm so happy. And I said, well, he's going to finish the relationship Wednesday. And I told her, we were going to be, I'm going to be in the parking lot. She said, I'll be with you. Well, she told David, and David was very upset that she was going to be there. So that's why the day before, I thought, there is no way I can be in that parking lot. I'm going to be just dying of nervous, and we're going to have Lindsay with me. This is going to be way too much for us. Clara, suspicious of David, hires a private detective. And I called, and I told him I need somebody to listen to a conversation my husband is having with his lover and I want to make sure that this is going to be over and that he's not, you know, telling me lies. On July 24th, David leaves his office to meet the other woman. 
His office manager, Susan Hansen, secretly follows him and calls Clara when she sees that things are not going as planned. So the whole office knows that he is going to break it off. Right. With Gail Bridges. She come in the phone and she tells me he's not going in the direction of the, of the restaurant. Susan did. See, yes. So she thought that he had gone to her house because he took off to, this, to the side where she lived. Mm -hmm. And then Susan tells me, do you want to go to her house? And I say, I don't know where she lives. She said, I know. I say, how do you know? And she said, because I have followed her with the girls in the office. Clara drives to Gail's house, taking her stepdaughter, Lindsay, with her. I remember I grabbed a bottle of wine and I got this big plastic glass and I poured the bottle in there. And she said, why are you doing that? And I said, I'm so nervous that I need something to calm me down. So she drove because of that. And we went, we got right to her house. And I tell you, I got off the car and I just went inside of their garage, expecting to find David's truck in there. And it was not there. And I was so shocked when I didn't see, you know, her car in there. So then where did car. you go? So we went to the restaurant where we were, they were going to meet to Paris. And we went all around the parking lot. we couldn't find it. So bottom line is he was not where he had told you he was going to be. Right. While Claire and Lindsay ride around looking for David, the private investigator calls. Gail and David are checking into the Hilden Hotel, he says. The exact same hotel where 10 years earlier, Clara and David had held their wedding reception. So we were just driving them in the parking lot of the hotel. What was your intention at that moment? I wanted to find him. You wanted to find we him? We went right away into the restaurant, and we w went into the bathrooms, and we went outside, and we looked for the cars. At what the point then lot. do you decide, call him on the cell phone? After we had found her car. You found her car? Lindsay recognized it. It was in the back parking lot. Frantic. Lindsay called her dad on his cell phone, making up a story that one of the twins is sick. David says he will come home immediately. So we went outside, and as we were looking in there and we were looking inside, there's a glass door, then the elevator doors opened, and these people came out, and then this couple Because came at around. that moment, you see them come out of the hotel elevator together, and you think what? They're holding hands. And he's they holding were holding her hands. Hand, like he held my hand so many times. And at that moment, the description of what I felt is, is just is, is so impossible. You know, it was a complete disconnection between my mind. I stopped thinking in my actions. You know, there was no connection between my brain and my actions. Hysterical, Clara heads straight for Gail. So I remember Lindsay had me by the arm and she told me, oh, mom, don't go there. And before she finished saying that, I flew. I never walked. I flew. And I was right in front of her. They were hitting at each other. Actually, the wife was hitting the, the girlfriend and ripped her shirt off. And the wife was screaming, you know, you're with my husband. All I could feel at that moment was that she was the one that made him go to that room hotel. Because I knew in my heart that my husband went in there to finish that relationship. And I, I am certain of that today, too. You saw him holding her hand, and you flew across the room, and you did what? I was right in front of her, and I told him, this is my husband. I grabbed her by her hair on her right ear. Yeah. And, and then the next thing David said, oh, no, 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 with this pain in uh -huh. his face, you know, and, and he came behind me and he grabbed me on one of his locks from uh -huh. jiu-jitsu. And then I was flat 
on the floor. But she came down with me because I never let it go of her hair. Yeah. I remember that I did try to bite that leg, you know. And, you tried and, to bite her leg? Yes. And then David put his hand on my mouth. And then the next thing I, I see is I'm standing up. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. The hotel security guards pull the women apart and force Clara and her stepdaughter to leave the hotel. And the man tell me, please, man, go somewhere else, know where they're going. And those were the only words that got in my mind because at that moment, I was not thinking, there was nothing in my mind. It was like a year had gone by but, and, and I, I couldn't think of where I was. You know, I knew Lacey was sitting next to me, but I, there was, the only sensation that I had was like, Somebody was squeezing my heart and was pulling it out of, my, out of my chest. It was a physical pain. What did happen that fateful night? What was going through Clara's mind after she found her husband at a hotel with his mistress? This is what Clara says about the night she killed her husband. When I started the car and I back up, then uh, I thought, oh my God, she's taking him because we never found his car. So I thought they had come in, in her car. So all I thought in that moment was, I need to stop that car from taking him. So I speed up, and yes, there was people coming out of this hotel. There was a lot of people crossing my way. And your goal was to do to what? To stop her car. To stop I her car. I could see myself hitting that car on the side and stopping. I was going to stop that car from taking my husband. Did you say to Lindsay, because in her testimony, Lindsay says, you said, I'm going to hit him. At Clara's murder trial, her stepdaughter, Lindsay, also testified that she screamed at Clara, you're killing him, she told the court. I could tell the difference of the bump when we went over a big cement curb and when we went over my dad. Yeah, you did say that. I didn't say that I'm going to hit him. I remember that one of the uh, men from the uh, hotel got on my way and we did this, you know, play and I thought I was going to hit him. And I don't know if I verbalized that, but I remember thinking I'm going to hit him. And, and this then, was the guy from the hotel? That was a guy from the hotel. Was and he then, in a car you know, or was he? No, he was standing. He, uh -huh. was, he, he stood up right there so I would not turn left. And, and I thought I was going to hit him because he was right standing in front of my car. Driving recklessly through the parking lot, Clara set her sights on Gail's car. She had an SUV, Lincoln navigator. SUV navigator. My car was low. When I got there, and it was such a short range, you know, it is so hard to explain how this but, is. But you must explain it. I just couldn't see myself hitting the car, so I turned on the side to try to avoid hitting her car, you know, head on. And when I went on the side, I didn't feel that my car hit her car on the side, but it did. There was three people in front of me. There was the door, her door was open. She was there by the door. Then there was David. Then there was the man of the hotel. There was three people in front of me. And I remember seeing some eyes in surprise like this, which I thought it was David. And then I saw this man, these legs. I could see the legs with the lights of my car. I could see the legs of this person running. And I thought that was David. And that's what I kept looking. 
And the next thing I, I think, I was just expecting the car to stop right there where you park, you know, that concrete little thing. I thought the car was going to stop in there, but obviously it didn't. What that did was a ramp, and the car picked up air. What Lancy said, the same thing, she saw his eyes in surprise. She saw them spreading apart, you know, running. But then she said that David turned back to try to stop my car. And that fit David's personality. Witnesses who testified at Clara's murder trial say that Clara aimed her car at David, accelerated, and ran him over. They also told the jury that Clara did this twice before coming to a complete stop. Squealing tires came around the corner in the parking lot and headed off that direction. And maybe 30 seconds later, we saw the crowd running, saying, oh, she's, uh, she's hit him, she's hit him. Did you know you had hit him? I never saw hitting him. I never saw, neither did Lancy. Your intention at that moment in the car was to do what? I wanted to hit that car. You wanted to hit the car? Yes. You did not know you hit the car? No. There is that videotape that apparently your private investigator yes. was taking at the time. In an ironic twist of fate, the private eye Clara had hired to trail her cheating husband was actually the person who captured the horrific scene on tape. The video begins right after Clara first hit David with her Mercedes. We see the car go around in a circle, around in a circle, around, and then stop. Right. What was happening in that moment? In that moment, after the car hit that, that concrete thing, I didn't think that I was driving. I saw myself as if I was in a tunnel vision and everything is foggy around. What did the and car all hit? I see the is, car hit. is dark. The car didn't hit anything. The car hit the, the ramp, the concrete ramp, and the car picked up air. When the car is going around, Claire, from those of us who are watching that, we think you're going around in a circle and you're trying to hit him. What was happening in that moment? The impression that everybody thinks. But that is not what happened. Well, I thought, in my mind at that moment, I thought I was trying to get out of the parking lot. I didn't know that I was going into circles. But what obviously happened, I froze in the steering wheel. I wasn't conscious that I was Tell me what happened circles. when you realized what had happened. I saw you in one of those car. turns, I saw something on the side of my eyes. I saw a bulk, a white bulk on the floor. And that made me react and feel fear and I stopped. And then I got out of the car like a zombie and I looked and I couldn't believe that David was on the floor. I had just seen him running. I couldn't understand why, why he was, if he was clean, he was just laying down, you know, like nothing. There was, you know, that when I got close to him and I saw him, he had just a little line of blood here. Did you realize head. that you had hit him? I didn't know I had hit him, but I knew it was, I, was, I didn't have rational thinking at the moment. Mm -hmm. I was like in a slow motion. I wish I had had been me. We invited David's daughter, Lindsay Harris, to be on the show. She declined, but sent us this statement. She says, from the day this event occurred, I've tried to avoid doing anything to commercialize or promote the story of my dad's tragic murder. The person who murdered my dad, unfortunately, has not exercised the same restraint. She says she's appeared in print and on television to persuade the viewers that she's actually the victim, but she is no victim. What she did was the ultimate act of selfishness, caring only about obtaining revenge and thinking not one bit about how her horrible act was going to affect me or my brothers Brian and Bradley. Anyone who shared my ride in the car that evening, seeing my dad's face as he was about to be hit and experiencing the horrible feel of the car bumping over his body would understand 
that this murderess deserves no sympathy. I feel very comfortable that when they know the truth and when everybody knows the truth, including Lindsay herself, mm -hmm. she's going to know exactly what happened and how it happened. Mm -hmm. And when the but truth Lindsay gets was to be there known, in the car, so yes. I think she feels that she does know well, what happened. She went through the same process that I went. We didn't know what happened at the moment. Mm -hmm. I know now for the only fact that I was able to see the reconstruction uh, of the accident mm -hmm. by Steve Irwin, the specialist. Otherwise, I would still be, you know, not knowing exactly how did this happen. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. We contacted Steve Irwin, an accident reconstruction expert who uses high-tech imagery to recreate car crashes. Clara's defense team hired Steve to testify at her trial. We started our analysis with the review of the police report. At the crime scene, Steve took over a thousand precise measurements and used them to create a 3D version of the killing. He even got the same model Mercedes and a Lincoln Navigator, then videotaped himself driving the exact course Clara did. There are two people who have driven a Mercedes on that path in that parking lot, and I'm one of them. This is what the jury never saw. We mapped every single frame of the investigator's videotape on our virtual world. First one we chose is just side by side. The image on the right is from the Blue Moon videotape, the actual investigator's footage, and the image on the left is our recreation of that in our virtual world with our virtual camera. Another view just to show the construction of our 3D objects, and so the white line work that you see is from our computer modeling, and the image of movement behind it is the Blue Moon videotape. And you can just see how our animated car tracks the videotaped car throughout its entire path. Steve's computer animation allows you to see the parking lot from different angles, views that the original videotape did not show. We're able to then get out of the videographer's camera and gain a new perspective on the evidence and just the entirety of the scene. This is the view from inside Clara's Mercedes. In Steve's opinion, Clara could not have seen David when she drove around the side of Gail Bridges' SUV. And you see the navigator parked to the right. We make the right turn and come around the navigator. And you cannot see a person standing on the opposite side of that vehicle. And so the vehicle comes around the path and then strikes David here as he stands at that open door. At this point, David's body is struck the first time and he bends down over the front of the vehicle to make contact with the hood of the vehicle. He's carried down into the lower parking lot and he comes off the vehicle and comes to rest at the bloodstain. So where David is found after the event is over is in this area that we have represented by the red mark on the screen. And the vehicle is now driving over that bloodstain and driving over David's body. At Clara's trial, prosecutors claimed that she had repeatedly run over her husband. Because the evidence is going to show you that she intentionally and knowingly hit him and she didn't stop. She did it again and again and again. 
According to Steve Irwin, that is not what happened. Steve claims the tire marks from Clara's car form a 40-foot circle. If true, that means she could only have run over David Harris's body once. And from here now, it goes over and strikes the timber curb and now gets onto that tight circle that represents the final two times that the vehicle went around, never again running over the blood spot or the area where David came to rest. Once the vehicle gets on that circle, that is the tightest circle it can take, it can never get back to the point where David's body was and never has a chance to run him over a second time. Well, according to court records, the jury never saw Steve Irwin's reenactment because the judge ruled it to be misleading and confusing. Now, Clara is appealing her case and wants to use it as evidence in a new trial. Her husband was dead and she was responsible. Now, Clara Harris had to explain to her young children that she had killed their father. Are your boys ever allowed to see you? Yes, yeah. they come in once a month. Once a month. And we had two hours visiting uh -huh. in this room right next to uh -huh. where we are. Do you live for those two hours? Month by month, that's mm -hmm. what gives me the energy to keep going. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The reassurance to know that they love me, mm -hmm. you know, and that they need me. Do they know what, what has happened here? Yes. And what did you tell them, Clara? So I sat with them and, and I told them that there was something very important that I needed to tell them. You know, they knew that daddy had died in, in a car accident, but they didn't know the details. So I told them that they knew uh, that what had happened to daddy, and they say, yes, a car hit him. And I say, yes. I said, the person that was driving that car that I told you that she was going too fast and she didn't notice what happened, that was me. And uh, they were just looking at me and listening. So I got the blocks that, that we had in the table and I, I put the cars on and I explained to them how he had been standing on the side of, of mm -hmm. the car when I passed by and that I didn't see him being hit by the car. And um, Bradley told me, I don't want to hear anymore. So all three of us were crying. And so crying Bradley said, I don't want to hear anymore. So we cried for a minute, and, and they both were just looking at the blocks and analyzing the situation, and um, Bradley said, did the car run over him? And I said, yes. Then we cried, we hugged, and then I told him, would you be able to forgive me? And Brian, right away, he says, yes, Mama. And then he waited a second and he said, you know what, I will be able to forgive you. And I said, why, baby? And he says, because I know this was an accident. So I asked Bradley, Bradley, would you be able to forgive me? He says, yes, Mama, yes. And then we hug and we cry together. When Claire Harris killed her husband, David, their twin boys were just three years old. Brian and Bradley are now six. They live with Clara's closest friends, Anna and Pat Jones. Coincidentally, Anna and Pat have six-year-old twin sons of their own. There's a lot of testosterone in our family, <laughs> in our household. They're very happy here with us. Brian and Bradley are both very intelligent. They're doing very well in school. They know that dad is in heaven. And they ask a lot of questions. What is dad doing in heaven? Can he see us? They ask about Mama when she's coming home. Uh, they miss their mom terribly. In the beginning, the monthly visits to see their mother in prison were traumatic. At first, they would, they would cry. Brian would say, I want to stay here with Mom. And um, 
Now Brian understands, his question is, when can we take mom home with us? And Bradley's question is, why do they have to put mom so far away? She's a very loving, thoughtful mother, and she is not going to let these boys forget her. She makes sure that she puts in a lot of thought and effort in keeping in touch with them. She writes to them every week. How does it make you feel when you get a letter from mom? Very, very happy. I love her very much. And that's me, and that's Bradley. That's my mom and dad. I like this one. Because it has both of my mom and dad. When I see that picture, I miss him a lot. I love mom. I just hope that Clara comes home so she can raise her boys. They need her. Tell me how you felt when the jury came back and they read that verdict and they found you guilty. We, the jury, find the defendant, Clara L. Harris, guilty of murder as charged in the indictment. I didn't blame them because everything that they heard in that court it was horrible. I hated the woman that they were describing. They only heard the prosecution side. I didn't blame them. At that moment, I don't blame them. They didn't have anything in their hands to do anything else than what they did. They never heard what really happened. Clara has a message for the millions who heard her story and made their own judgment. What is it you wanted them to hear that they didn't hear? I want every family in the world that had been tortured with this horrible news to know the truth. They deserve it, and the people that deserve it the most are my sons, are Lindsay, my in-laws. All our friends and our family that love David and love me so much have suffered with this news terribly. I want people to know. I want to be judged by what really happened, not by the speculations people had made. It's a terrible tragedy, something that I don't wish anybody to go through. So many women I would like to talk to about facing a situation like this. Never be by yourself. You need to have somebody that can take care of you because when you're in a situation like this, you're not responsible for the actions. You cannot tell what you can do. It's, you know, I, I found myself in a situation that I never thought myself capable of. Thank you. I tell you, I tell you, I tell you, I thank you very much. I thank you very much. Thank you for coming. I want to say thank you to the Mountain View Correctional Center in Gatesville, Texas, and a special thank you to you, Clara. Bye, everybody. I'm Oprah Winfrey, and you've been listening to The Oprah Winfrey Show, the podcast. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another Oprah Show, the podcast. And I thank you for listening. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. Have you ever wondered what the stars have to say about your favorite artists and writers? Listen to Stars and Stars with Issa, where I, your host and astrologer, Issa Nakazawa, read and interpret astrological birth charts of luminaries like W. Kamau Bell, Gia Tolentino, and so many more. 
you'll discover how astrology can unlock fascinating insights about these stars. And who knows, maybe you'll learn a little bit more about yourself. Listen to Stars and Stars with Isa wherever you get your podcasts.